Welcome to the Gumboots by the Sea podcast. Time for you to connect to soul, celebrate you and to experience inner peace and empowerment. Each week, Gumboots by the Sea will bring you soul balm and some magic for each of us. I'm your host, Kate Darnell, founder of all things Gumboots by the Sea. It's so wonderful to have you here with me right now. This week, I'm speaking with Jade Vanderjack of Warrior Heart Yoga. Jade's passion for yoga and ceremony shines through this conversation where her healing journey and belief in herself has helped hundreds of souls get on their mat and take intentional time for themselves. So sit back, relax and enjoy this heart and soul-led conversation with me, Kate from Gumboots by the Sea and the gorgeous Jade from Warrior Heart Yoga. Hello, gorgeous Jade from Warrior Heart Yoga. Thanks for joining me. Hi, how are you going? I'm so well and I love that you're here on the Gumboots by the Sea podcast because when we met, there was no such thing as the Gumboots by the Sea podcast. In fact, when we met, there was no such thing as Warrior Heart Yoga, but now there is. Um, So tell me a little bit about your business. Okay, well, it's me. It's all me. <laughs> well, sort of. Uh, Warrior Heart Yoga. So I teach yoga, as you can probably imagine through that. I teach different styles of yoga. I teach Kanoff Yoga, which is a strong traditional style of yoga. And I also teach Yin Yoga, which is a more passive, gentler style of yoga. And I have also moved to teaching it on a stand-up paddleboard. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, yeah, so that's the, the most part of the yoga side. And then I also have done some training and am birthing into the world some offerings shortly of cacao ceremonies. That's and so exciting. Yes, it is really exciting. And finding ways to integrate sound as well into all of these practices. Yes. Wow. Um, so many of my favourite things. So how did, share with us how this all started, like your passion and love for yoga and the different varieties, sound, ceremony, where, where, was, where did that little seedling begin? Um, it was a little bit of everything, I guess. Um, I'm p- part Native American, so I think whether I like it or not, it's in my blood, the rituals and the connection and all of that sort of stuff. The sound, my dad's a musician, so I grew up not knowing anything other than guitars and drum kits and keyboards and band practice and everything else around my house and being dragged from place to place. And I was quick to fall into that. So I was singing and playing flute as well. Um, so, yeah, that was, it's always been with me. Um, I stopped singing after I had a car accident and my neck hurt so much and I never realised the connection until later. But, yeah, it's always been a big, big part of my life, any sort of music really. Um, The yoga came into it much later in life. Um, I think I was 31 maybe. Um, Yeah, I, I had been having chronic neck pain and a suggestion had been 
thrown to me quite a few times to try yoga and I eventually did and I hated it. <laughs> I hated my first class. My teacher was amazing. He was so amazing, but I hated my first class because I felt uncoordinated and I used to do gymnastics and dance. So I like in my head was like, I should be able to do all this easily. And I was in so much pain and I had nowhere to go from the pain. Like I couldn't avoid it. I couldn't run like I'd used running. I couldn't, I just had to sit with it. So um, mm, I guess that's but, that expression, like stay on your mat, right? Yeah. Yep, get on your yep, mat. Yeah. There was yeah. nowhere to go. So I, but I had really brief glimpses of, um, just seconds where I just felt that stillness and letting go and everything like that. And I just, I just knew that it was going to be good for me. So I just kept coming back. (laughs) That's so good. I think that makes some of the best teachers who, you know, went in there and would have went into a class and went, Oh, this is awful. And then had that inner knowing that actually there's something more in this for me. Um, like that makes a great teacher because you'll be able to spot those students who are on their mat, absolutely hating it. I'd imagine. Yeah, I'm getting better. (laughs) It's, it's hard to see when it's mental, but there's some little physical signs, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, And having to work to get the things like I teach a lot of stuff which you know if you looked at Instagram you'd be like what are you teaching that's not yoga you're not on your head you're not in like a hardcore backbend you know stuff like that I'm teaching stuff that's really traditional but I know how hard it is and how much work goes into those poses if you're doing it properly Um, you know I couldn't get into a lot of basic poses because my neck was in so much pain I couldn't lift my arms above my shoulders without pain I could not tilt my head up or down more than I think I had like a third of the total range of motion at that point so like yeah consistency and discipline and really understanding that these things are not necessarily easy and so much goes on behind what you see yeah And I want to support people through that. (laughs) Yeah. And so like for you personally and in your teaching is what, how do you capture or how do you share that discipline in showing up despite physical injury, asking for a friend? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess I always talk about the fact that um, it's not about showing up and doing it perfectly. It's about showing up and doing what you can do and just working with where you are today and, opening beginner's mind and knowing that it might be completely different tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely more about the showing up and the practice, not about achieving perfect pose positioning. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no such thing as a perfect pose. There's what they call a classical pose, which is, this is kind of what we're trying to achieve. Here's something to give you a point of reference, but the pose is never finished. Oh, I really love that. The pose is never finished. Oh my gosh. Yes, Warrior Heart Yoga, I think it's fair to say that you encompass all things yoga. Um, so have you got three words that best describe your business? Is yoga one of them? It was one of them. <laughs> because, because despite, you know, the moving into being able to, to work with these other amazing modalities, um, so much of it, I, I always relate straight back to yoga for one. Yeah. And second of all, if I didn't have yoga and I didn't go through everything I did with my yoga and I'm still practicing, I wouldn't have the skills and the 
the openness to accept and move through and practice all of these things. So yoga was the doorway to everything. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that was part of my journey was literally laying there in Shavasana. I'd probably been practicing about 18 months. So not an overly long time when I was only doing it once or twice a week. And I was like, I had a stressful day and I was laying in Shavasana and tears were just rolling down my face. Like I wasn't ugly crying. It was just silent little tears rolling Mm -hmm. down my face. Mm -hmm. And I heard this whisper, like someone literally was next to me and was like, yoga is the answer. And I didn't know what that meant yet or where I was going, but that was like my kicker. Like that night I went and talked to my teacher afterwards and was like, I want to do more. Like what, how should I do more? What should be my steps? And tell me about your training and tell me about your journey and went home and looked it up and decided that I was doing my yoga teacher training. Oh, I love that. That's such a clear sign. And so many souls um, yearn for that clear sign. And sometimes you do need to be in that absolute moment of stillness. <laughs> and Savasana can really offer that, especially at the end of a yoga class where you've kind of had to check ego out, leave, leave things at the door and just really be in your body, be with your emotions. For that message to come through in that space, no wonder you had to act on it so yoga is definitely the base and i think for yoga too for me and what i struggle with yoga still even though my first yoga class was when i was in year eight at high school like so i've had yoga in my life for a long time it's it's the essence of your breath you know and really being able to be one with movement and breath as well um so yeah i always come back to that like you know, oh my gosh, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm about to sound like such a cliche, but yoga is life because yoga is breath. Right. And yeah, okay, okay, we're, I got this, I got this, I'm a quick learner, Jade. <laughs> I'm not really a quick learner. <laughs> um, yes, I think I'm going to have to get on my mat today. Okay, word number two, just quick pre-chat, Jade's like, oh, you might, you might want to dig deeper into my words. And instead, I'm like, no, the simplicity of the word yoga is making me sit in my stuff. So thanks for that, Jade. <laughs> um, let's move on to word number two. <laughs> well, see, that was going to be word number three. So we'll go back to word number one. Okay. But it's warrior. <laughs> because... Oh, okay. I see your three words. I see where we're going. Yep. They were all that came to me. I love it. All right. Well, I like the I like that we're mixing up the order. So warrior, warrior from Warrior Heart Yoga. Yes. Tell me more. So warrior because well, number one, it's a nod to my Native American heritage, um, and part of when I kind of came into having that yoga is the answer. And I started digging into that and seeing where could this take me? What could I do? I had this idea and I don't know exactly where and when it came from, but I had this idea that I wanted to merge this practice that I was learning with Native American practices and really tie in that side of it um, together. And I didn't really know how that would work, but that's relevant for both word one and two. Um, So that was kind of one, the nod to that. And also just because I feel like we don't, acknowledge our inner strength enough and that was warrior and it also plays back because warrior virabhadrasana is one of the poses but we don't honor our inner strength and the strength of our truth i think enough um so i wanted to put that out there and i wanted to put it back to myself as well yeah i love that so much and that's so true i know so many beautiful souls that i work with the the essence of our our sessions are taking the time to honor your own inner strength and honor where you're at, which is perfect exactly where you are in the moment. I love that Jade. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah, so um, word number two then is obviously heart. Or now the new word number three, which will get a bit complex here. But yes, right, got it. The third word <laughs> is yes, is heart. Um, and it was funny because, and you obviously know this story because you're involved. That in I had it for so long, I wanted it to be Warrior Spirit Yoga, and I couldn't get the business name when it came time to register. And I held off registering it for years, even though I had this name in my head. I'm like, no, no, when I'm ready, it will come. And then when I was ready, it was gone, even though when I searched at the start, it obviously wasn't gone. And I didn't know what, and heart was coming through. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of girly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then it was, I didn't say it. And then I said to you, I'm stuck. I don't know. And you said, what about heart? And I was like, I didn't say it to you yet, but that's what I was thinking. And like, you said it to me, like, as I was thinking it. So I was like, and I looked at the time and it was 11, 11 and it was available. And I was just like, I don't know why, like, it just sounds right. It doesn't feel right, but it sounds right. So, but I'm going to roll with this because it's obviously not meant to be spirit. And, um, and I did, and I kind of definitely liked that it came into play for the fact that, heart is kind of you know a lot of where our truth is and our truth and sits and stuff like that and it's green is the heart chakra and jade is green as well and I kind of like found all these really small reasons that oh I guess they're not small but they weren't really like as powerful as the other parts had been for me and I liked it but then when I did my cacao training or when I came across cacao as a medicine and as a modality and started to learn about that it is the medicine of the heart and that was and it, it when I was it was on my very last day in our very last share circle as I like I didn't even think I'm like I have no idea what I'm gonna say like I was really overwhelmed and as soon as I picked up that talking stick I was like I know I I, I know and that was it yeah <laughs> that's so good I love that and um heart as well like in a way for me going, what about heart? That's spirit sent anyway. So, you know, the spirit is still there. Spirit and heart, we are one. It's, it's, it's yeah, all- there's so many things that feed into it. But like I said, yeah. I just didn't click to them until afterwards. Like they weren't as powerful as the other things had been. But that moment in cacao training was like, oh, okay, yep, this is it. <laughs> so strong. I can feel that. Yep. I love when things land. And the great thing about when things land um, is that when they really land and feel so right in your whole body, your whole heart, your whole soul, is that you can actually go, oh, how did I not already know this? Like it was all along. <laughs> like I can imagine yeah, a little bit. in that circle going, oh, yeah, cool. Of course, medicine of the heart, warrior heart yeah. yoga. Yeah. 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 So good. Um, and of course, the third word yoga, we've already captured all that. That's so good. So then... Your business, are we coming up? How old? Two, three? Three? September 2018. Yeah, cool. So we'll be coming up two years in September. Yeah. Um, Again, just like Sarah, that um, feels like your business is so much more established than just a couple of years. But I think that's because when you're running your own heart and soul-led businesses, it's very likely that... um, so much goes into them and so much energy goes into them that they just are sort of like sages in, the, in a sense. 
Yeah, um, and I guess the thing is too, they don't, like we say it started this date because that's when, you know, we did all the paperwork or we got mm-hmm. our first ever, but really it's been going on in your head and your heart and your actions for years. Like really, I did my first Boca Yoga te- teacher training in 2015. I already knew back in 2013, like this is what I wanted to do and had an almost business name. So even though it like came into the world and out of me, yes. it had been, it'd been around for quite a while. Yeah. And so, so the same, like I'd been doing card reading since 2013 and I really, when I sit with it, Gumboots by the Sea was already there. Like it was already there waiting to, yeah, be birthed, be brought into the world. And it just took a lot of time for me to do the work and to really feel ready to, yeah, to show up as that and to build that. Yeah, you're really right. That's why it feels older because it is. Not to mention we could really dig deep into the past life and past soul essence and blueprints and that would be a whole heap of fun but perhaps we'll save it for another podcast we'll stay on um on task of soul um soul fest <laughs> businesses <laughs> but there's plenty of time <laughs> um for that because here we are so then with that jade what were the challenges or what are or have been the challenges for you sort of putting yourself out there and and truly birthing warrior heart yoga oh there's so many (laughs) and I used to be like I don't want to talk about it I don't want to be like I'm whinging and I'd get really depressed when I started looking back through but I mean I don't do that nowadays um because I've had done a lot of work to realize that I wouldn't be where I am without all of that so I just need to be grateful and take what I can from it and do the best um well I guess probably a handful of them really stand out is one a physical challenge of when I from when I started yoga to where I am today and it still is a physical challenge in for two respects one I've had severe injuries um and I've had to work through and it's just taken so long to work through healing them and healing not just the pain and discomfort and you know physical I can't actually move my arm this high it won't let me um but the the mental anguish that comes with having been in years of pain um and i'm a lot i'm in a great place now but it's it's taken a very long process to do that um and it it culminated into an explosion (laughs) when it merged with a whole bunch of emotional stuff that i was triggered as well a couple of years ago and I started getting headaches one day after I had my braces adjusted and a tooth taken out and they never left. So since the 11th of January, 2018, I've had a headache every single day in some way, shape or form, Uh, sometimes to the point of debilitating migraines. Uh, Touch wood, it's been a little while since I've had a full-blown episode, but yeah, I still have to to work with that and everything that once again comes with that, the emotional challenges that come with that. Yeah, and and still showing up for you and then showing up for a business that you know needs to be out in the world is huge. <laughs> yeah, and it's a catch-22 because um, doing it lights me up and, and those, those times that I'm teaching, like, and when I really get into 
I get so involved in what I'm doing that's like nothing else is there. I don't even sometimes feel like it's me. I'm like, where did that even come from? Like <laughs> some of the things I say, like it's almost like I'm a channel for, you know, and part of it's subconscious and part of it probably is channel. Oh, a part um, of it a hundred percent is channel in my yeah, experience. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there's obviously subconscious too. You train yourself so well that you don't have to think about it anymore. Yep. Um, but I, you know, it's, it's balance of those two things and it's amazing because when I'm in that process I don't feel very rarely do I feel any of my own pain or discomfort I'm so focused and it's amazing but the flip side is that I still also have to honor and acknowledge myself because life still takes a lot out of me and I am still dealing with that stuff and I have to really pull myself back and find the balance of resting and doing all the things that I need to do to look after myself to be in that position. Yeah. And allowing things to take the pace that they need to take and sort of surrendering when we will be our own worst enemies with meeting these expectations or these in the inner critic that has to do things and should have had these things done when really that's the magic of a heart and soul led business. You can do it your way at your pace in a way that serves you. Yeah, that, that's a big adjustment to come and for anyone I'm sure who is transitioned or transitioning to coming from the, the traditional method of working. Mm-hmm. Which is so has served. Based. Yeah, even in a high school, it was so value adding, um, you know, where, where are the outcomes? Where are these really solid numbers? And that's good, try harder, do better to, ah, cool, this is enough, this is perfect. You know, the, the evidence is in this stuff, you know, in how I feel, how the others feel. Um, it's always good. It's always good to, to have a little play around with, with figures and numbers. Sure. Um, but not to allow that to be the driving force is magnificent. It really is. Yeah. But huge, huge change. It's like learning a new, a whole new way, really. Mm. Yeah. Especially for someone that that was their job, his numbers. Yeah, I was about to say, Jade came from very, (laughs) very um, money focus, outcome driven. I can't even put it into words. It's very different to yoga. (laughs) We don't even have to get into your background. I think I think that encompasses then. Kate, Kate's a poor articulation of where Jade was because we're talking about where Jade is now. Um, so gorgeous Jade of Warrior Heart Yoga. Can what lights you up then? I think we've already touched on some of this, but what makes your why, what makes Warrior Heart Yoga all so very worth it? I know that feeling so well mm-hmm. of coming from whatever you've got going on in your life and having that time to yourself to find yourself and that practice to find your breath, find your flow find your connection and the way that you feel after a class and how grateful I was to my teacher. And I don't always know that that's what I've achieved, but occasionally I really do know because I can just sense it in the way that their expression has changed, their demeanor has changed, or they say it to me and it just makes it all worth it. Yeah. Like it really does. And seeing improvement as well. And I mean, improvement I don't use the word loosely but seeing change in their practice so the things that I'm teaching them they're understanding and I can see changes and 
in their strength and their flexibility. And even just because when they change that and they get to a point where it becomes effortless, that's when the magic happens. Cause you can, that's when you can get in and find your breath and stay in that moving meditation, because you don't have to think about the physical part of the pose anymore. You've got that down, you're sorted, you're safe, you're comfortable. Cool. That's so cool. So it's quite obvious that light, that lights you up. And how about as you start moving into um, doing ceremonies, are they going to be um, in person, online, little, little like circles? What, what's, what's your vision with that? And what lights you up about um, ceremony and cacao? Um, oh, there's just so many beautiful elements and they're like so deeply ingrained, like these teachings. I mean, I know there's a lot of, I just want to put this out there first because there's like, cacao ceremonies out there just at the moment and there's not really a lot around it so I mean I've seen a handful of things and I don't know how much depth there is to these particular things that are going on um the one the way that I've been taught is through an Andean shaman so well she's not Andean but she's been taught an Andean lineage by the Andean shamans up in the middle of the mountains in Peru and they've asked her to take it out wider because they're seeing this come out into the world and they want it to be you know as pure and as honorable as possible so I've been taught by this woman these traditions that are ancient and there's no no website or textbook they're really tribal through word of mouth teachings and there's so much depth and connection in them. And I just love that so much. And I didn't know that when I did my first ceremony, I did it with a girl that I know a local girl and I'd been following her work for a while and we really connected. Um, and it was just like, boom, straight in. Like I just felt so connected, so deep. I really was able to go through the process, which has always been a challenge for me because in yoga, we the way that I teach we do a Vipassana meditation so there's not that visualization and journey and it's not about that at all it's about just being really present with what you're feeling and so things come up but the idea is to be quite steady so I always struggled with even wanting to do the visualizations let alone being able to do them and I was just felt so comfortable and I felt like that was what I was meant to see what I was meant to feel like it felt really really true um, and I didn't know all of that was behind it at first because she's done the same um, training that I've done, which is how I ended up to do that training. Cause I was like, what have you done? This is amazing. Um, but yeah, that, that just, that really like knowing there's so much depth and connection and every little element that you thing that you say or process that you guide someone through or the way that you set up your circle or your altar, there's always something behind it. There's a reason and a connection. And that's just what I love so much. Always, 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 always. Absolutely. So lovely. Okay. Oh, what about the sound bowls? Do you bring that into your yoga already? Um, um, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. Is that I mean, again, you've experienced it and you know how much that supported you. So you therefore want to share that in your business or... Yeah. yeah and just the music as well like and it's almost weird because when I do it the thing is you can't play music sing chanting be a part of it even lead a cacao ceremony without getting the benefit of it yourself right like, and even though like even though that's not my aim like I end up feeling amazing because not only have I shared it with these people I've shared it with myself so uh, yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> I actually prepared my healing space 
and prepared the bed because I was like, um, while you're here, Soli, can you have a session? Like I, and she was like, no, I don't need one. And I was like, oh, doll, you're right. I need one. Like <laughs> there is just this immediate exchange where um, you, you can't help but get the benefit. So, you know, I didn't actually have to give my Soli a session. I'm sure she would have obliged if we didn't have loads of work to do. Um, packing the intuitive oracle card decks just so everyone knows where we're at. Woohoo! I'll have to build those into my my business. Oh right, I'm I'm sure we already are. I think we're building in in right now. My life, it's, it's, it's so hard not to. But um, I had to jump in there because it's so true. You can't help but getting the benefit out of it. So what I realised is yesterday afternoon, I just had to pick up my bowl and I just had to play it for me and um, continuous, continuous lessons that we don't always have to get it from our work or from, through tuning in um, as the facilitator of sorts. But yeah, you're so right um, about you can't help but receive the benefits as well. And it's not for you, although yesterday I was totally trying to make it for me and didn't have to in the end. Um, uh, but it can also, um, it does give so much to others. Um, the first time I had the heart, chakra bowl it's, it's right here it's right here i now own the very bowl similar to jade Things <laughs> I need it. Steal my bowl. <laughs> there's a story in this this bowl jade also tried to purchase the same bowl sort of in there um it's meant to be here but this heart chakra bowl um played was played over my body at the end um of yoga in savasana um by the divine aurora packer who will be on the podcast eventually i'm sure and um i was just like I need singing bowls in my life and I need, I need everyone because this is who I am. I need everyone to experience this as well. Um, so yeah, that bowl's in my life now and I'm really picking up what you're putting down there, my Jade. Um, that's in my experience almost mirrors yours. I saw Miss Aurora for an intuitive massage and it was when I was in the thick of my headaches when they were really bad and I was actually on an extended leave from work and um, she's like, oh, I just got this today. Can I try it on you? And I was like, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Like, I'll give anything a crack at this point in my life. <laughs> and I didn't even know what she had because I was face down with my eyes closed. And, um, yeah, she had a crown chakra bowl and it was like something in it just like matched with my ear frequency and my headaches just were like, I could feel stuff shifting and it was just beautiful as well. And feeling the vibrations, it's just so experiential. Like music always is, but you know, when you're listening on Spotify or even if you, it's live and you're in a stage and everything's a little while away, you can't feel the vibration. You can't feel the effect that those sound waves have on your cells and they do, which is why music is so healing, but you can't feel it, but you can feel it when you're in that small space and it's right there and it's just amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I will find myself like I will put my head right in or near the bowls to get those vibrations all, all up in me. Um, I absolutely love it. And, yeah, it was how funny we're just talking about this today and I just had that land from yesterday. It's like, oh, Kate Darnell, you don't always have to be giving to others to receive that that you know, energy healing, duh, like invest in your own time as well. So there you go, everyone. That's, that's And I do love too, like to be the best yoga teacher, I have to practice consistently and keep learning. So like, it's literally part of my job to do my practice consistently. Yep. 
it's part of my job. It. So it's I love it. Silas, I need this time to meditate. It's true. It's part of my job, but also I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do my job if I didn't meditate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So cool. Oh my gosh. Okay, Jade. So um has Gumbits by the Sea inspired or supported you throughout your heart and soul and business journey at all? Has it or how has it? Because, like, honestly, was that really a question? Like, has it? <laughs> has it? Um, well, Jade, we're, we're on the Gumbits by the Sea podcast and not everyone knows you or I like you and I know you and I. So <laughs> Fair enough. You need to throw it out to them. So, obviously, you guys can get, our listeners can get from this conversation that Jade and I know each other quite well. And we've absolutely, we've even got to hug in real life earlier this year, just before Jade went on her cacao um, ceremony training, actually um but do you know um again aurora led recommended a gumbits by the sea session for jade and not only did a beautiful friendship spark but so did little things like jade's business name and it, and it aligned with jade being ready to share her heart and solid business so yeah we definitely need to tell our listeners how things just <laughs> fell into place for us both as far as our friendship and working relationship goes yeah well, yeah, like Aurora, our, our little angel here who, yes, you're getting on this podcast, miss. Oh, yeah, she's on the list. <laughs> um, yeah, she, I had a, was having a conversation with her and like I said, when I met her, I was re- really in the depths of my pain of my headaches and my emotional things coming up, um, which I just realised. I feel like I haven't really opened up that much about on this, which is unusual for me. Now I'm like, hmm, That's should okay. I be doing that, or we is this part two? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think we, I think we should definitely do a part two and go into that a bit more detail. Okay, this is what happens. See, this is why, um, like, my podcast is so intuitive because I'll start talking about something, especially with ramblings, because that can open up so much depth of anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, suicide. Anyway. Um, and I'm always like, chat, chat, chat. I'm going to chat about this again in another podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll do a full part two yeah. of my life. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, yes, in, in yeah. the depth throes of, yes, having a lot of emotional stuff come through and having to work through that and the headaches, all of that. And I said to Aurora, just casually, I'm like, I'm currently obsessed with the moon. I don't know, like I've always loved it. I've always been like look up at the moon kind of girl, like love full moon when you can see, like been, you know, followed like all the changes, love all the scientific stuff about it. But like at the moment, I just feel really obsessed with it. Like there's just something there. Like I want all things moon. And she was like, well, my gut, my friend's starting this new thing called moon magic. And it's like an online women's circle. And it literally starts like this moon cycle and you should totally join. She's amazing. And you can't hide from her. If you think I'm like, if you think I'm intense for pulling stuff out of you, you have, you've got nothing. <laughs> but in the most loving way, of course. And I was like, yep, that I need, that sounds like something I need in my life. And I signed up and have a look back. So that was two years ago, Jade. We started Moon Magic. You were with me in May, the moon cycle. May 2018. Yeah. Um, so so was our beautiful Jenna. So was Nadine, Nadine the Cake Queen. And we have so much fun in there. And you absolutely don't need a heart and soul-led business. In fact, Jade and Jenna didn't have one when they when they joined. It's not to say you do get one when you join, but um, it, it is becoming a little bit of a theme in there because every new moon, 
we set the intentions of our heart space and we set what we want to work on and there isn't anywhere to hide. Um, it is probably one of the safest, non-filtered, inappropriate, loving, <laughs> um, nurturing spaces that you can find. Listen to how easily I can, I can talk about it because it's just, that's the truth. Um, yeah, you don't have to like make up some rubbish marketing spin. Yeah. Like you just saying this is what it is yeah and then at full moon we check in which we've got to check in on um this sunday and there's been just so much has happened for so many of the beautiful souls that are in that space energetically um and individually but yeah it was just i'm just sitting here just with so much gratitude that you expressed your love for the moon and the divine timing that aurora was there to go oh you're going to love moon magic then um and the faith that she had in it before it even started she knew too that you know it was something um and my goodness it really is something now isn't it yeah oh. I'm always like I'm so every time there's more people I'm like I'm so excited for you but then I'm also like oh like I want more <laughs> like now we're gonna have to start like how can we leverage this so we still get right you're going to have like eight moon magic groups so that you, everyone can get all the goodness. I know we need to, um, we're going to have to have breakout rooms. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, there's actually funny, you should bring that up and maybe we, we will keep that for part two as well, but there are some fun things in the work for some um, opportunity for extra one-on-one -on -one goodness and um, shares in moon magic as we all reap the benefits. I believe the whole world reaps the benefit of the magic that goes on in moon magic because we are working with the energies of the moon. And when we better ourselves, we better the whole world. And my gosh, I'm so many cliches today, but they're true. <laughs> I know. And I, that's something that's funny, like as I've moved through these processes, I had this realization a few weeks ago that I remember saying, like when I was kind of going through, you know, the self-doubt that creeps in without fail, especially now, like trying to make this my my life and my purpose and my way to feed myself mm -hmm. you've got to start putting yourself out there and not just kind of see what happens and the doubt that comes in I had this moment where I remembered saying to Dave when I just started yoga oh don't worry I'm not going to become one of those cliches of the cows and all the crystals and blah 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 and then meanwhile I was like first of all why was I so against that like <laughs> Me and Kate and I are doing this whole podcast with crystals in our hands, both from Lucy. Lucy Moon Co. Crystal, by the way. Lucy Moon Co. Oh, yeah. We're both, we're both doing the podcast holding a crystal, sitting with our dream catchers behind our shoulders um, in our spaces. It's because we're not cliches, we're real people. <laughs> And we're truly drawn to these these things that work for us. And and I like I was the same. Um, I used to be like, oh, I'm gonna, oh, uh, Silas, I'm gonna talk about chakras, and you're gonna think I'm all hippie. Yeah, I love chakras. Yeah, they're real. And yeah, this is this is the real deal. But we're just so critical of ourselves, and and I think so fearful about what other people are thinking as well in the early days of you know stepping out into your own power. Um, yeah, but as you you realize why it's a cliche when you get to understand <laughs> it. <laughs> yep. It's unfortunate, but it's true. <laughs> Maybe that's why my business name is Gumboots by the Sea. Like it's just completely separate from from I don't know. It it can't quite fit into a mold, even though it it does successfully slot into all things spiritual and divine. <laughs> I don't know.
anyway, again, that's like a part three. So we'll probably have to just wrap it up there, my Jade. But okay, Moon Magic has definitely helped and supported you. And so has Gumbits by the Sea. And Jade, your support and love and in showing up and coming back for more after a gumboot slap continues to amaze me. I'm so lucky to have beautiful souls like you in my life and beautiful friends like you. And the whole world is so lucky to have Warrior Heart Yoga in, um, in, the, in the world out there doing its thing. I cannot wait to see where your cacao ceremonies take you and all of the beautiful souls that find them. Um, and I cannot wait to hear more about how your soul uh, healing is integrated into your work too. Thank you, Jade. No, thank you for having me. Chat to you soon. Okay, lots of love. We hope you enjoyed that very special episode and divine chat with the gorgeous Jade of Warrior Heart Yoga. You can find all of Jade's offerings and a little sneak peek into the magic that is Jade via Instagram at warrior underscore heart underscore yoga. If you've enjoyed this Gumboots by the Sea podcast, be sure to share, like and spread the love with your community and loves. And remember, you can check out all of my offerings at gumbootsbythesea.com. Speak to you soon. My loves, the Intuitive Oracle is here. 42 divine cards ready to offer you spiritual guidance and support in your very own home. <laughs> Grab your copy at gumbootsbythesea.com forward slash shop. I'm certain this deck will bring you all the love, joy and abundance that you absolutely deserve.